BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.com. Edu slash podcast. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live Wide Open. Off the end of the back straightaway. Larson's going to send it. Larson's in the wall. Larson's on Hamlin's back bumper. Logano leads down the back straightaway. Keslowski's in line. Now he turns him. Boot team Penske cars crash. Keslowski is up in a ball of flame. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Now, here's your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you. Folks, we've got race weekend number one in the books. It was the Bushlight Clash, the Coliseum, and what a weekend that was. First of all, we are thinking about our brothers and sisters in Southern California who have gotten pounded with rain this week. They have gotten pounded with mudslides and flooding and things of that nature. We, of course, were there for the clash, and we moved the race up 24 hours. We'd never done anything like that before. We had never moved the race. We may go to the next raceable day, but we never reversed course and pulled the race back a day. That's exactly what we did to, to run the race and then step aside and let everybody deal with the matters at hand, which they're still dealing with out there. And at night's end on Saturday night, it was Denny Hamlin winning for the fourth time in the Bush light clash. Of course, that wrapped up year three at the Coliseum unknown about the status for 2025, but it's safe to say that Denny Hamlin, Chris Gaypart, the number 11 team got their season off to a great start. And we wish them the best, obviously in the Daytona 500 and points forward. And that leads us to what's about to happen here in the world of NASCAR. This will be the final off weekend coming up for the 2023-2024 non-racing season. It is one week from Sunday that we will run the Daytona 500 at Daytona International Speedway. 
Got a full broadcast schedule coming your way, and you can check it out at MRN.com. Speaking of winners of the Great American Race, got a note across the desk here a couple of weeks ago that a former champion of our biggest race is writing a book. That gentleman served as one of the mainstays in the Cup Series for quite a while. He's from the modified ranks. He's raced in the Xfinity Series, the Truck Series, won the 500, won the International Race of Champions. He won the Bush Clash, the Oxford 250. He's one of NASCAR's 75 greatest drivers. And he's also in the Guinness Book of World Records for most modified wins in a year. One year they ran 80 races. He won 55 of them. And we're speaking about Jeff Bodine of Shemong, New York. He is now an author, former winner of the Great American Race, and he joins us right now on the NASCAR Live Wide Open Hotline. Jeff, welcome to NASCAR Live Wide Open. How are we doing today? Well, Mike, I'm going wide open. I'm down here uh, working on race cars, and now who ever thought I'd have a book? I never dreamed that I'd have a book, but... Uh, the special reason why I wanted to write this book, uh, it's actually on the back side of the book, the back cover, tells why, and uh, it's a pretty special reason, so we're excited about the book. Uh, my wife, Lori, and her mother, Linda, are at home right now, packaging books up and uh, sending them out. You know, there's a couple ways you can get a book, through Amazon or Barnes & Noble, but, but for an autograph book, just go to the link, teambodine.com. Square.site. And you can get an autograph copy, which I hope people like my seat to see my autograph. <laughs> Signed it, I don't know how many million times through my career. I'm sure a lot of people will line up to get that autograph. You tease the reason. Give us a little uh, a little sneak peek behind the curtain there. What motivated you to put pen to paper, so to speak? Well, what really motivated me was uh, my faith, my faith in the Lord. Uh, you know, there's no question he saved me quite a few times in racing, especially in the 2000 truck race at Daytona. There's no question he reached down there with his angels and saved me. And But other times, and you read that in the book. Uh, so this was a way to get people to find out about that by you know, we, we talked about my career in the beginning, and then we talked about NASCAR, and we tell how some teams cheated, naming no, no names. I'm not trying to run anyone over a bus. No names, but you might be able to figure out who it was. <laughs> and uh, But then it goes into my faith, uh, personal and professional. And, uh, you know, without that, without my belief in the Lord, Accepting Jesus as my Lord and Savior, I wouldn't be here today. There's no question in my mind. And but He actually led me through my whole life. I just didn't know it for a long while. He does it for all of us. And a lot of times, people miss out on that opportunity to uh, believe in, believe in Him, and accept Jesus. And the rest isn't very good. So uh, He's gotten me through the good times. And you need the Lord in the good times because that's when the bad people come after you. But He's also led me through and helped me get through the very tough times in my life and we all have them i'm not the only one but you get the book you read about it and it's quite amazing really uh the times i thought about doing something really bad and he kept me from doing it so that's the main reason i wrote that book was to get people to read all this racing stuff and learn about it. People that don't know about racing, they can learn about it through that. 
but then to get everybody to read that part about how important it is to uh, believe in God and accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. You teased us about the truck race at Daytona in 2000. You say that that was part of what led you into your your journey of faith. And for those that have forgotten, that was a very horrific day for us. We all were left holding our breaths that day when you came through the trioval and got collected in a crash, made contact with the fence. And from our perspective, it was touch and go. How close were you that day to leaving us? Because we all thought that had happened. And then yeah, you're back yeah. and then you told the story of success of surviving that crash. How close were you that day? Well, you know, Mike, that isn't when I developed my faith. It was way, way farther back than that. Uh, and uh, there's a reason why that wreck happened at Daytona. Now, I'm not going to tell you because it's in the book. But there is a real reason why. And uh, I'm so grateful that Lord answered my prayers. And, yeah, during the wreck, you know, my father came to me, and he'd been, he was really sick when he passed. And I looked at him. He looked great, healthy, happy. And I said, Dad, I'm coming to see you. And he said, no, it's that time. There's more to do. I mean, that's God telling me through him that, hey, I got more for you to do. And, you know, he sent me to the Mideast four times this year, troops. And he, he, he's led me to open up about my faith in church groups, men's groups, and now in a book. So, uh, yeah, I'm very blessed. We're all blessed, but sometimes we don't realize it. Let's talk a little bit about racing. You're a very well-decorated race car driver. You've, uh, you're one of NASCAR's 75 top drivers. You're an IROC champion. You've won the Bush Clash. You've won the Oxford 250. You're in the Guinness Book of World Records as winning the most modified races in a season, 55 out of 80 that year. You've won the Daytona 500, a dual race. You've won Xfinity Series races at Daytona. You've done just about everything. Is there something racing-related that you have not achieved that you wish you could have? Well, plus I own my own team for a while after the unfortunate death of Alan Quickie. And uh, no, there isn't. You know, I mean, I could say, oh, boy, I wish I was champion. But there's a lot to being a champion, and uh, it just didn't happen for me. But uh, that's okay. You know, there's a lot of guys that aren't didn't become champions in their racing career with NASCAR. And I'm one of those. Yeah. So that's okay. Uh, in other accolades, uh, you know, I don't need them. I don't need them. I am. This book is what I needed to tell about my career, but then to tell people the reason why I had a career, and it's truly my faith in the Lord and accepting Jesus. So that's the main reason I uh, wrote the book, and the main reason I'm still here, and that's the main reason I'm happy. You know, you've come a long way from the Shemung Speedrome all the way to winning the Great American Race. Do you remember life in the early going when you first started out? You obviously were born into a racing family, but do you remember what led you to drive a race car to begin with? Oh, yeah. I had uncles that raced. You know, my father and grandfather built a racetrack. I was a year old. and But my uncles were racing on a dirt track. Back then, it was a quarter mile. And uh, then they opened up... Uh, a little track inside the uh, quarter mile for the kids to race. Well, naturally, hey, Dad, I want to race. I want to race. So he he actually built me a little racer, my first one. And that's how it all started. And, uh, you know, then as I grew up, you know, I worked. I'm, I'm a farm kid, so we worked on a farm, worked at the racetrack, 
anyone that knows anything about dirt racing, there's a lot of preparation to a dirt track. So I had a lot of work to do, but you know, that let me, I wrestled in high school and played football and all the kind of normal things that kids do. But you know, my generation, you're probably in it too. You're not quite as old as I am, but our generation, we appreciate work. We like to work. And I'm still working. Heck, some days I work 10 hours a day on these race cars, and I, I love it. And unfortunately, today's kids aren't quite, they don't quite feel that way. And it's a shame because that's how you get uh, satisfaction out of your life by accomplishing something. And, uh, and work is one way you can do that. Was it always about racing for you? Was there something else that would have caught your attention had you not decided to devote your career to racing? Well, at one point I was a volunteer fireman like my father in the little town of Schmug, and I said, man, I'd be a fireman one day. Of course, then they started blasting rockets off and with people inside. I said, well, I want to be an astronaut. <laughs> but uh, I realized uh, that was way far off, and it was it was far enough the dream of racing at Daytona one day and racing against my heroes like Richard Petty, of course, and Carrie Yarborough and Bobby Allison, you name it, David Pearson. And that was a far enough dream for anyone from Chemung, New York to have. And uh, I just kept on work, working for it. And the Lord, for some reason, he'll lead us through life to meet the right people and, and do the right things. He gave me the talent to design and build race cars. And he gave me that talent to drive them. You can't learn it. You can't teach it. Uh, it's got to be in you. And the Lord gave it all to me. And I still love designing things on race cars and to try to make them better. And, uh, you know, I did that in NASCAR, and they outlawed a lot of my stuff. They were legal when I did them. <laughs> but then they said, no, you can't do that anymore. So uh, I'm really proud of the things I led and, and to NASCAR with full-face helmets, the modern-day seat. Uh, I was got had a rear anti-roll bar, which every car and truck in the world has now. Uh, and so, then power steering. You know, that was that was me. And other things. So I'm proud of those things because they're still in racing and going to be there for a long, long time. Uh, the wins, you know, they come and go. They're on the record books, but uh, they're important, but not the most important thing in life and I've learned that and the most important part is believing in God and stepped in Jesus you know you're also given the ability to create the Bodine bobsled for those that may not know about that or remember that can you describe that time in your life when when you <laughs> created something so special for a very elite few to enjoy yeah I mean why 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 did I do it why didn't I ch uh, choose beach volley volleyball? <laughs> Much warmer sport. <laughs> but no, I was watching the Winter Olympics with my family, and uh, our kids were doing quite bad. And the announcer, who is a great friend now and part of our project, John Morgan, uh, made the uh, statement that, well, maybe the reason why the Americans aren't doing well is they have to use, buy and use European equipment. And I said, what? <laughs> Americans using a, uh, another country's equipment and representing the United States of America in the Olympics, that's unacceptable. And that's what piqued my interest and, and got me going uh, to build Bobsled. But uh, again, I could have just sat there and said, well, sorry for those kids. But the Lord gave me this 
you know, and I, my, my father and mother were the same way, but, you know, I give the credit to the Lord more that they always help people, and that's my nature, was to help. And, but when I heard they weren't using American-made equipment, well, heck, we've built race cars all our lives. I said, we can build a bobsled. Well, they're a little more complicated than I thought, but I called some friends of mine in Connecticut, uh, Bob Cuneo and Bobby Valancourt, who's passed, Chassis Dynamics, and they agreed with me. We used to build race cars together and race with each other, and they said, yeah, Americans should be using American equipment, so they went to work. I paid for it. I had to ra- I was racing then full-time, so I had to race, but uh, that's where the money came from in the beginning. It was, It's, you know, so blessed to have done that. And, yeah, a lot of money and uh, a lot of frozen feet and toes and noses. It's a cold sport. It really is. But it was well worth it. And uh, if I had to do it again, I certainly would. And it made such an impact. And it still lives on to this very day, the legacy of what you were able to do. You mentioned at the beginning of this interview that you're that you're still working on, on cars. What are you doing? What cars are you working on? And uh, what's occupying your time these days outside of being a new author that we're talking about right now? Yeah, yeah. That's the one thing I never thought I'd be as an author. And I just never, in any of my wildest dreams, thought I'd ever have a book. I don't like reading. <laughs> I did in school and college, but I don't like reading. Because what I learned through my career was I'd read all those racing papers and stuff. And they'd write bad things about me. Because nobody liked me back then because I won and I didn't hang out at the bars after the race and socialize. But so I said, I'm not going to read anything anymore about racing. And uh, I don't know what more to say about that. It's just, but I never thought, dreamed in any, any dream or anything that Jeff Bodine would ever have a book for sale to the world. You know, and to the world is, I want to mention this too that the bobsled thing. We didn't just help our American kids. I mean, that's why we did it. But the side of that was we helped every bobsled team in the world because when we helped our kids, their countries had to start helping them to keep up with us, which they liked me. Can you believe that? Our competition actually liked me because I I forced their countries to help them. And uh, when I had to wreck, they were bobsledding and they were watching TV. And, and Bob Cuneo told me that, when that wreck happened, everybody just went silent. Tears were in their eyes that because everyone thought it was dead. And uh, to think that people around the world felt that way about me is pretty darn special. Chatting with Jeff Bodine, winner of the 1986 Daytona 500, author of the book called All of It. It's available right now at Barnes & Noble's, Amazon, and major book retail stores coast to coast. I want to ask you about the late 80s and I'm hoping this is in the book, but I lived through the era of Jeff Bodine versus Dale Earnhardt, and it wasn't just on Sundays. It was on Saturdays as well. How did that disagreement with the Intimidator start, and what was it like trying to navigate through the sport with that major thing hanging over your head, what seemed to be week in and week out? Well, you know, we started out as friends, you know, and, uh, heck, we went to dinner when we go to the racetracks and and uh but as soon as you win all that changes <laughs> nobody likes to get beat and so all that changed my kids used to go down matt and barry used to go down the lake house at dale's and ride go-karts with dale jr and kelly 
and all that's in the book. I, there's more to it. I'm going to tell you because it's pretty funny. <laughs> but uh, no, all that is in the book, and and I sure wish Dale was still here uh, to see where his son and uh, daughter, what they've done, both sons, and uh, he wouldn't be happy with NASCAR, you know, because he was old school like me and hated restricted plates and hated other things, rules, you know, we we don't like rules because that limits what we can do to a race car. Uh, so he wouldn't be happy, but it's just a shame he's not here. But it's in the book, and I don't want to tell you everything uh, It's quite... You know, I, I, I saw a story the other night, uh, Dale Earnhardt versus Jeff Gordon. I was, I was the, <laughs> Dale and I were the story back in those days. I don't know where they think Jeff Gordon battled Earnhardt. They were friends. No, they didn't want each other to beat each other, but they were friends. And, you know, Dale and I weren't friends after I started winning. And, uh, you know, I got him in trouble at Charlotte with Bill France. Uh, that's all in the book. And, uh, Actually, yeah, you know, I was on Dale Jr.'s show, and afterwards he said, you know, my dad hated you. I said, what? Hate's a big word. No, he really hated you. I said, well, I didn't like the way your dad drove, but I never hated him. And there's more to the story, and that's all in the, the book, too. <laughs> I'm just teasing you a little bit. Yeah. You got to get the book. You got to get yeah. the book. And a lot of people are going to do that. Again, it's called All of It. Daytona 500 champion tells the rest of the story. Be sure to pick it up again at uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and major book retail stores. Are you going to be able to uh, join us in Daytona? Will you be spending time with us down there? Well, yeah, I'm. Uh, uh, Jim France is working on getting me a spot to sign autographs uh, Saturday and Sunday at the track. Uh, I'm going to be at New Smyrna. On the 10th, that's when the Modifieds have their big race there, and uh, be signing our autographs then. Uh, of I have a friend that I, I built his race car and helped him at New Smyrna, George Alexander, came in second last week, and he was flying out there, so uh, we're excited about that. Uh, so I'll be there Friday and Saturday of uh, the 9th and 10th. Come on out. Uh, but the only way you get an autograph book is in one of these signings or go to teambodine.square.site and I know a lot of race fans will do that we can't wait to read the book can't wait to see you again at the racetrack appreciate you coming on the show my friend it's been a long time since we've had to catch up but it's good to be able to be able to sit down and go through and and read what you are sharing as far as your thoughts are concerned and I know a lot of race fans will like it just the same appreciate you joining us well, thank you, Mike. Love uh, MRN and all uh, the networks, all the race fans. Uh, they're great. A lot of them didn't like me today, and I understand that as a race driver, but now they like me. So thank you, fans. I love you, too. That, my friends, is Shemong, New York's Jeff Bodine. Check it out, all of it. There's a lot of stories there. He obviously is a man of faith. He'll tell that story, and he'll tell his NASCAR story as well. And I can't wait to sit down and Curl up with the book, and I'm sure that there'll be a lot of entertaining stories that Jeff teased us with and those that he didn't. But I think it'll be time spent reading. So check it out. Again, all of it, Daytona 500 champion tells the rest of the story. Jeff in concert with Dominic Aragon telling the story of Jeff. And be sure to check it out. Again, at major book retailers, including Amazon and Barnes & Noble. As we mentioned moments ago, 
We're going to have a very full week of programming come your way starting Monday. And that'll kick off with the Legends of the Great American Race. Join us Monday night, 7 Eastern time, as we'll tell the story of the Daytona 500. We'll have Daytona 500 Media Day and qualifying coming up next Wednesday. One week from today, that's Thursday, the Blue Green Vacations Duel. We'll have the truck season opener on Friday, the Arkham Menard Series and Xfinity Series season openers on Saturday, and, of course, the Daytona 500 on Sunday. That's February 12th through the 18th. Our full broadcast schedule is available at MRN.com. For producer Trey and the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. Thank you so much for the download. We've got a busy stretch of racing coming up from Daytona. Plus, NASCAR Live on the way this Tuesday night at 7 Eastern. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. The NASCAR season is here, and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA, who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Here for Ryan Blaney, four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. Craftsman in your hand, up to stopping, yeah! Now the chair, quickly stand, only the engine repair. Craftsman in your hand, nothing you can't do! Like the lawn, Mickey John, or the kitchen and on. Craftsman in your hand, up to stopping, yeah! From outdoor care to home and auto repair, do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com.